clap, boom de clap de clap, boom clap, boom de clap de clap. Zef Rai, da 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 just mix up two different songs uh, from the Disney Channel era. Hey guys, welcome back. This is the Lazy Brain Podcast. I hope you're doing well. It is 9.21 p.m. January 28th, 2019 as I record this podcast and we are going to record the second episode of Tube Tuesday. I hope you're doing well again. I just want to keep saying that because I think that it's important that the listeners are feeling alright. They're feeling good, man. So... I really haven't planned for these Tuesdays too much because really I think they're just my day to just talk about weird things I've seen on YouTube because there seems to be a lot or maybe rabbit holes that I've gone down and today is no different. Earlier I was watching, I lost the remote to my fire stick and I just got caught in a YouTube loop. Does that ever happen to you where either you're too lazy or you just can't click out of the feed and then it just keeps auto-playing and auto-playing, just giving you whatever it is. And uh, it started off with a late-night talk show. uh, I think it was James Corden. It might have been another one. I think it was James Corden. But uh, Jack Hanna, the animal enthusiast, scientist, I don't know what he is, TV host, my grandpa watches that TV show, I believe every Saturday, because normally when he would be watching the news, uh, it's not on, because it's like a Saturday, I guess, I don't know, I don't know how those things work, I don't watch TV, but Jack Hanna was on the James Corden show, formerly the, nope, was not formerly the Letterman show, I don't think, maybe it was the show that was after the Letterman show, I can't remember, anyway, he has Jack Hanna on, and I just thought it. I at first I was very interested because Jack Hanna. I feel like I used to see him on David Letterman with my grandpa, and I just have fond memories of him. Out of all the the animal hosts that come on those talk shows, he is the one that's like I could see myself actually talking to him. Like he seems the most normal. Out of all of them, like sometimes the animal people, I don't know what you call them, uh, on those late night talk shows, they're just so, they're a little weird or off. Like, I mean, it feels like, uh, let's say somebody's on with like a cheetah, they'll talk about the habitat that's been destroyed and the da-da-da, I don't know, it's like very kind of hippie, not that that's a bad thing, but it's just something that I can't really connect with on a personal level, and it's so, uh, the information is so out there, like it's so specific, it's something that I'm never going to understand, whereas Jack Hanna goes on there and he says, like a perfect example is he had, he brought out a turkey, and uh, he was just kind of talking about it, and they ask him, why is the turkey's head blue? He's like, I have no idea. It's just, it's cold out, I guess. And it's just like, that to me is exactly what anyone I know would do. Because like, he loves his job and he loves the animals, but it's less about like the science of it, more about he just likes being around cool, weird looking things. And I think that's dope. Like, I'd rather be with someone that's like that than someone who's so, like, 
boring and mewling on and on about the specifics of a certain thing because I'm never going to be into it. And the Really, the whole point of that, I think, is to just get someone to be interested enough, interest, interested enough to look into it further. Don't give me all the answers in the 10-minute, 5-minute segment. Just hook me enough to be like, you know what, I'm going to check out more animals. Let me go down another Wikipedia hole and read something about that animal that looks really interesting. So I think he does the job well without making it too boring. It's like not, it's more entertaining than the other ones. Especially when you have like a host. That's another thing. The hosts all seem to be very afraid of the animals. After seeing that, I decided to go and watch some other ones. And uh, all of them are just terrified. Kimmel is super terrified of the of the animals. Corden is scared, but I think Corden is more scared that someone's going to get hurt and then he's going to be sued. That's the vibe I get from him because every time something comes close to the audience, he's like, okay, on to the next animal. So he doesn't want to get into like any insurance issues, I guess. Whereas Kimmel is just doesn't want to get hurt himself. Like he's very selfish with his. Like he he's one of the only ones that actually back away from the animals. Which is so funny to me because he was the same guy that cried over Cecil the lion. It's like, how are you? I mean, I guess you can love for something and be afraid of it at the same time. But it's a little much to me to like be that intense over a lion you never knew. I don't know. But I'm weird about that stuff. Apparently that lion was killing a lot of like livestock and other cubs that were being born. And it was just crazy. It was way too old. It wasn't going to breed again. So that's why they killed it. And then the money that was used to kill that thing went towards uh, habitat research or something. I don't know. I don't want to say that's a good thing. We don't have to get into a whole debate about uh, African conservation and what's good and is big trophy hunting bad or good. I don't know what's good. I don't know what's bad. I'm not trying to be that guy. But I just do find it, I still find it interesting that Kimmel is the most scared of these animals out of all the hosts. And he also seems to have the most love for them. Uh, Conan, his animal stuff, like he makes it way more fun to watch. Because he's just a funny guy. He's funnier than the rest of them. So he makes the segments a lot more laughable. I laugh more watching Conan. And he's not as scared as the other guys, which is cool. Like he'll actually pick up the things. And, like, the birds, he'll let the birds, like, perch on his shoulder. So I like Conan for that. Conan, to me, is the best talk show host on air right now. Like, before that, Letterman, then Conan. Uh, so, but when they were both on air, Letterman was the best and Conan was second best. But now that, you know, Letterman left the whole scene, I think Conan is... On top, even though he's not regarded as such, like he's on actual cable, he's on TBS, and he changed up his format now, and he's way more relaxed, he's not behind the desk anymore, and I think that's great, I think he should just go with how he feels. He actually had a really interesting quote that I read the other day, so the quote was from a Vice interview that Conan did recently where he was being asked about his career and how he might want to end it or how he'd want to go out. And uh, it got pretty grim, but it was actually a very interesting quote, which is one of the reasons why I love Conan O'Brien. He said to the question of how he wants to go out, he said this, 
At this point in my career, I could go out with a grand 21 salute and climb into a rocket and the entire Supreme Court walks out and they jointly press a button. I'm shot up into the air and there's an explosion and it's orange and it spells good night and God love. In this culture, two years later, it's going to be who's Conan? And this is going to sound grim, but eventually all our graves go unattended. And then the guy says, you're right, that does sound grim. And then he goes on and says, sorry, Calvin Coolidge was a pretty popular president. I've been to his grave in Vermont. It, was, it, had, it has the presidential seal on it. Nobody was there. And by the way, I'm the only late night host that has been to Calvin Coolidge's grave. I think, that, I think that's what separates me from other hosts. I had a great conversation with Albert Brooks once. When I met him for the first time, I was kind of stammering. I said, you make movies. They live on forever. I just do these late night shows and they get lost and they're never seen again. And who cares? And he looked at me and he said, and then he does an Albert Brooks impression, which I can't. What are you talking about? None of it matters. None of it matters? No, that's the secret. In 1940, people say Clark Gable is the face of the 20th century. Who the fuck thinks about Clark Gable? It doesn't matter. You'll be forgotten. I'll be forgotten. We'll all be forgotten. And I think he goes on just to talk about, you know, it doesn't... You should just do the work that you feel is the best for you and follow what you want to do. It doesn't matter about, you know going out on top or I don't know like Seinfeld always talked about that he's like he wanted to go out on top he didn't want to tarnish his thing but I think that if well he actually was following his heart he just didn't want to let it fade but the thing about what Conan's doing is I think he was getting to that point where it was getting stagnant but instead of just quit he decided to change up the format and he even though it might not fit the style that's going on right now especially with the other late-night hosts that are on cable, like, he's still following what he feels is right. And he cut down, he cut it down to 30 minutes, probably going to lead to a much happier life for him. He's going to spend less time at the office, but also he's more comfortable. He even joked about that. People were saying, you look so comfortable now because he's wearing, like, jean jackets and stuff. But it's like, why not be comfortable? Because in the end, he's still... One of the, like, the funniest late night hosts, let alone just one of the funniest people. So, yeah, be comfortable. Do your art the way you want to and do it for your audience. Don't try to pander outside of that just because it might make you, you know, to the rest of the world on top or whatever. You know, because the thing is, all those other guys do crazy wacky stuff just to be just to get views on YouTube now, which is so weird to think, but they actually do that. After Fallon started getting hits with all his stuff, I think a lot of the formats change. A lot of the late night hosts change their formats to kind of fit that. I was watching again James Corden going down that rabbit hole and one of his segments was spill your guts or eat your guts or something like that. It was very weird, but basically they either had to give up gossip about celebrities that they knew and had sex with or blah 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 any of that weird stuff or they had to eat like donkey urine and uh turkey testicles and bird saliva and it's funny to me because a lot of them would rather drink bird saliva than you know say that i like this guy the least that i've worked with because they don't want to ruin their relationships in the industries 
and they don't want to be on the tabloids or whatever. And it's just so stupid to me. Like I just I was watching it just out of pure fascination because I was like, what? Why does any of this matter? Most of the questions they could just answer and it would be fine. But instead, they'd rather, you know, ah, it's just weird. Like, you don't even know what they're doing anymore. Like, they used to go on there to promote something. They don't even promote things anymore. I don't know what any of them were promoting at all. But it just, people do things now to just maintain this false sense of relevancy that you don't even, your audience will find you. I truly believe that. Especially in this day and age. You don't have to force it. Unless you're trying to become like... I don't know. Who's on top right now? Fallon? If you want to be Fallon, I guess you do have to play that game. But I would much rather be a Conan. Because I feel like... People like him bring his audience a much more genuine laughter and joy... That is meaningful. Just in the spirit of it. More so than what Fallon is doing. He's just pandering to the celebrities and trying to maintain this sense of relevancy through views on the internet. And it's ridiculous. I don't know why I'm going on this weird like like rant about this. I get always super deep about the dumbest things. But I truly believe that. Like they're, The format of the late night talk show has changed so much. The thing that was cool about Letterman that I've heard and what I've looked back on is that he didn't revere the celebrity he almost took them down a peg and that's what was funny about it and that's what was memorable about him and entertaining because he made it for the regular man it's like he i don't know but these other people and conan still does that in that way he said that he was you know uh very much uh you know influenced by david letterman so but these other guys, they just, like, Fallon laughs at all the jokes. He's like, dude, you're so funny. It's like, ugh. I know I watch a guy uh, sway in the morning on Shade 45, and he kind of does that because he has a segment on his show where these rappers do freestyles. Literally every freestyle, even if it's trash, even if it's, like, the worst thing, that the consensus is it's just bad. He's always like bobbing his head to it like he's so into it. And I'm like, why do that? If it's trash, just say it's trash. If it's not good to you, if you don't like it, obviously, just don't play into it. That's the thing that I love about Charlemagne the God. He's a radio host. And he like if it's garbage, he'll say to them to their face in the studio, yo, that was whack. It was not good at all, dude. And a lot of people hate him for that, but that's, you know, just be genuine. I feel like if you're genuine in everything you do and you put your heart into it and you sit down and put the time into it, your audience will come to you. And the work that you do will be much more fulfilling to yourself and to the people taking in the entertainment or whatever it is, the art. So if that's one thing that I would say is important is that. Um, that's We're at about 15 minutes. I don't really know what else to talk about. But... Uh, I thank you guys for listening. Thank you for everything. Like I'm so happy. I was looking at the listens for the episodes, and they have like a collective amount of every platform that people are listening on. And there's one section called Other, which I don't know what Other is. It's just all these little smaller platforms, I guess. Um, but I have more listens in the Other category than I do 
than any of the big guys. So to all you people listening, I don't know, on Stitcher, wherever you're at, thank you so much. I really appreciate um, you finding me entertaining in some strange sense of the word. And uh, thank you for <laughs> listening five days a week. It's pretty cool. I uh, think that I hope that it's giving you something that, you know, podcasts have always given me, which was I remember when I was a lot younger and had a lot more anxiety, I would just dive right in completely into the world of podcasts because it felt like I was with someone and uh, it just took away from my anxieties for at least a moment a few minutes out of my day and it was really helpful I would listen to them when I was eating when I was you know cleaning when I was working out I just podcasts were like my life for a while and I'm glad that I get to do it you know and I know it's not anything big but it feels good to sit down five days a week and just talk and learn more about this craft and just find my voice so um Thank you again. This is the Lazy Brain Podcast. You have a great day. I'll see you Wednesday.